Awesome. Welcome to the podcast, guys. This is called The Doom Room, because we couldn't think of a better name. My name's Kent. It's my buddy Nick. Hey. Today we're going to be talking about a legendary film actor, Christopher Lee. A man. This Joker's life was just full of adventure. Comparing it to mine is bad. Bro, same here. I mean... I'm just looking at it, dude. Like he was a World War II hero. When I was in the army, I couldn't even pass the PT test, bro. I mean, this dude. And, but, it ain't like he got drafted. He volunteered for this. I know, man. He's like, I gotta go shoot some damn Nazis. I don't, the, the guy knew five languages. Yeah, and like, because uh, he could speak German, you know, he got an intelligence when he was in uh, the Britain Special Forces. That's pretty, pretty badass. You know, he's seen a lot of crazy shit over there. That can't imagine. Been, that might have been why he's so good at what he was doing, man. Like, all, he definitely picked. He knew his niche was definitely like horror and the bad guy. You know what I mean? And maybe that's because he saw what real evil looked like. He's had to be. Like, yeah, you know, know. Compared to acting, like the man have done has done seen a lot of bad stuff in his life. And so acting wasn't anything to him. The guy's known for roles like Dracula and Count Dooku and Saruman. I probably butchered that name, but so dude, I can't say that. It's like my redneck, my redneck ass can't say that name. The same yeah. Saruman. The, the twang just comes out of my voice. I hate I know. it. Saruman. <laughs> <laughs> A dang old Saruman. Dang old Saruman, man. Some bitch making them orcs. I'll tell you what. That's like me trying to tell my dad about Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> my dad's redneck as hell. Damn Saruman, man. He needed that damn ring so he could bring back uh, that eye in that volcano so they could get some more orcs. My dad be like, the hell are you talking what? about, boy? <laughs> Crazy as hell. You need to probably ask Mary. if you probably ask if you was on drugs. Yeah, boy, boy, are you on the marijuana? <laughs> are you on the marijuana? You need to quit reading them Harry Potter films, boy. Damn it, Dad! It's Lord of the Rings. Well, oh. gotta be a Lord of this belt, you know. You about catch to- that <laughs> lip again with me? Mm. But yeah. Um. <laughs> Man, it happens though. But man, Christopher Lee, his Joker started acting in um, nineteen forty-eight, and during his first year, he played in seven films. Damn! I mean, he don't even take a break well, from fighting no. the war, and then you come back and you make seven films. I mean, I guess at the time he was just trying to put bread on the table. Yeah. But, shit, dude, go from fighting Nazis to being Dracula and shit. Yeah, keep that mind off of the horrors of uh, the Holocaust, I guess. I don't know, man. Seven films? That's a lot. Uh, How? What year was he born? Oh, man. That's a good question. Uh, oh, 1922. 1922. Dang. I ain't going to be a long... Uh, 93... My ass is going to be dead when I'm 43. I already know. (laughs) 
I eat way too much fried food. What dude, was, dude was tall too. Six foot five, big dude, especially back then. Six foot five, it's, it's not super common now, but I mean, you see a six foot guy, six foot five guy, you're like, uh. But back then, he probably had been like a giant. Especially in the military. Oh, yeah. Tell me a little bit about his early films with the hammer and uh, him being Dracula, how all that worked out for him. Oh, he played for about a decade. Almost a decade. He played in various films. Um, Hamlet. She played with fire. Um, dramas, crime dramas, and classics. But then, like, he hooked up with the Hammer, the British company. Mm-hmm. And they started, And the first film that he was really known for was The Curse of Frankenstein in 1957 with his best buddy, Peter Cushion. Another, another Star Wars alum now. But... Yeah, they would go on to play in 24 movies together. Oh, crap. I don't know if they played in movies before this one, but Christopher Lee and Peter Cushing got put on the map with The Curse of Frankenstein. And then in 1958, he played in The Horror of Dracula. How was that accepted? Was that like a really huge franchise? Yeah, it was. um, Hammer had to buy the rights from Universal to... um, they couldn't use the same image as the original Frankenstein and Dracula. Hmm. So they had to kind of come up with their own. I mean, Dracula was kind of cut and dry. I mean, his account, yeah. but I mean, the Frankenstein monster was so iconic back then. Yeah. Um, Universal wouldn't give Hammer the rights to reenact that monster or recreate that monster. So they pretty much had to start from scratch and it was a completely different looking monster, but. It worked. It looked great. And then when he came along as Dracula and I actually got to speak, that's when he became known as the bad guy. But the best, um, probably one of the best remakes, though, from back in the Hammer days was in 1959 also, The Mummy, when they remade it. Oh, yeah. It is so, to me, it is so much superior than the Universal Mummy. But the Hammer Mummy is on point. What year did that come out? 1959. See, you know, nowadays, I'm sure a lot of people were like this too, but you wouldn't think they'd have movies like that back then. You'd think it all, but you wouldn't think of very many, there'd be very many horror type films. Yeah. And when they came out, it was, it was kind of a big deal. This was, this was kind of in the craze of the atomic era. Yeah. Like Godzilla done put the atomic age and everybody was recreating giant insects and monsters over here in the West and in Japan, but hammer went back to the classics and that's when they established that Gothic horror, like elaborate set pieces. I mean, like they went all out, got actual castles, recreated actual set pieces and buildings. Dude, pretty good. I didn't know they invested that much in it. Yeah. That had to cost a lot of money. They did. It did. And um, at first, it was just a little small studio. But the horror put them back on the map. Yeah. I mean, he mm. really took them off, didn't he? And they even, he even wanted to leave, but they kind of like black, not really blackmailed him, but guilt tripped him into staying, right? Right. They did. They told him, they told him if he didn't keep reprising the role of Dracula, 
that he was going to put a lot of people out of work. And out of the kindness of his heart, he made like seven more films. <laughs> but the problem is they would Damn. always write the story is what he said in a documentary I watched recently on it. He always said they would write the story and then they were just trying to rewrite it, put the character Dracula in it because it sold tickets and they wouldn't just make an actual movie, just a good movie. Just the name alone. Let me go ahead and tell you if like, I was ready to move on from my job and my boss came up and said, Hey, if you leave, people's gonna won't have to let a lot of people go because you carry this shit. I'll be like, see tell them where the uh, unemployment office is because my ass is young. <laughs> He's a good man for doing that for real. Especially telling what kind of roles. Because that was like during the golden age of Hollywood too, when all that was happening going on, right? I mean, he could have got not, any role he wanted. Movies, movies popping out left and right. I mean, he might have been. He didn't want to get caught up as a mythic, uh, not a mythic actor, but like a cast actor. Like, you know, he's got to play the bad guy. He's got to play, you know, Dracula. He's got to play some type of horror villain. I mean, some actors don't like to get, yeah, don't like to get caught up in that. I mean, but there's some actors that just embrace it. Like Vincent Price, he knew he knew he had a knack for horror, and so he made horror. Hey, man, if you know your niche. Stick with it. Pays off. I mean, he did, and I mean, I guess Christopher Lee did eventually just settle into being the bad guy. I mean, he went on to be Count Dooku, super cool, Saruman, 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 Saruman. That's what my dad. <laughs> that's what my dad would call it. Dad, Saruman, Saruman's on top of the castle. What's that Saruman wanting anyway? He wants What's that ring. <laughs> well, why don't he just go to the pawn shop and get another? <laughs> yeah. Look at them orcs, though, Dad. He needs more. The hell is an orc, son? Go outside and build a tree for it. <laughs> Damn it. Bit, go outside, get hurt, get bit by something. Go out there and get bit by some fire ants. <laughs> Damn it, boy. Don't come back in here until you have a broken collarbone. <laughs> Shit. That reminds me of the time I did break my collarbone, dude. I know. Scary shit. Should have been inside watching damn Lord of the Rings, but I was out there riding four-wheelers. I'll tell you this quick story. I was just hauling ass, dude, my four-wheeler. And, like, I was about to head into into the woods, and I hit some loose dirt. I was probably going about 40 miles an hour. And I just started sliding, and I hit the brakes, and I just slid into a tree, hit... When the wheels hit it, and off I went, man. My legs hit the wheel, uh, the steering wheel, and I just started doing somersaults in the air. Felt like forever, dude. <laughs> I swear to God, I felt like I was up there for five minutes. Finally landed on my shoulder, heard a loud crack. I rolled up, and I turned <laughs> my head and my chin touched my collarbone. It was poking up. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> so I just kept running to the house, bro. Running to the house. I told my mom, take me to the daughter. Why? I fucked up my collarbone. Look. She's like, oh, Jesus Christ, get in the car. Get in the car. She's like, is the four-wheeler running? I'm like, yeah. She goes, Kimberly, go turn it off. That's my little sister. Little sister. <laughs> oh, fuck. I don't ever forget this, dude. She ran to go turn it off. <laughs> it was a hot day. I'll give her this. 
But her ass was walking back. He's walking and my freaking bones about to pop out of my skin. I'm like, run, damn it, run. Oh my god, dude. Oh man. That was a crazy day. Yeah, talking about building tree forts. Yeah, we built we built a bunch of those too. <laughs> they didn't end well. I remember a time that uh, you fell off of one. You came uh, to school and had a gigantic like bandage on your shin from where you uh, fell off, and I guess a nail caught you. Yeah. Still got that scar, don't you? Yeah. Be all right though. My dad was my dad was kind of proud of me because I wasn't inside watching Lord of the Rings. <laughs> That's my little man right there. We call uh, we call my dad, and he didn't believe us. Like we're at the hospital, bullshit. That boy ain't going outside. No, his shoulder really is jacked up. Yeah, bullshit. He's watching Sarah, man. Whatever. He eventually realized what? he wasn't bullshit when he went home, and we weren't there. <laughs> call you back, boy. Stop playing. Stop playing. This is an elaborate joke. But anyway, back to Christopher Lee, man. My favorite role he's been in is obviously Count Dooku. I love Star Wars. And what's interesting about that is I believe he still holds this record, but he holds the most duels, sword duels, in film history. Is that, isn't that right? Yeah, I don't know if he still holds it, but I know at one time he had it. And he was actually he was actually a pretty good fencer. Yeah, I mean, he's just, nat- just the way that he held his... A lightsaber, man, just looks so natural and fluid. I know that he had a stand-in most of the time, but when he did, was holding it and had a stance, it just looked so natural. You know what I mean? Right. Oh, the man that excelled at everything he did, it seemed like. I know, man. What did he retire out of the Army as? What was his rank? I think you said it earlier. As a... Flight lieutenant. Flight lieutenant. He sure enough knew his, knew his stuff. He was flying planes back then, too. Some bitch was flying planes. Movie actor. Oh, and before he, he actually wanted to be an opera singer, but he couldn't afford to go to school to learn that and pay his rent, so he went straight to acting. And what's interesting is after he retired as an actor, some bitch released a rock, a metal album in his Sample. 80s. Yeah, I think he even holds a Guinness Book of World Records for the oldest person to release the first metal album. I want to be someone like Chris Perley, just waking up one day, you know what? I want to do this. And then just do it. Uh, uh, yeah. To have that motivation, that determination, and that natural talent. I know it was natural, man. It seems like today, though, everything's already been done. You know, it seems like there's so much opportunity back then, especially like movies, because that was like a new thing. Right. Shit. Now there's so many movies on Netflix, Hulu, now Apple, Amazon, uh, Stars, HBO. All these people are pumping out new series, new content. It's just kind of like the quality of actors has gone down. You know what I'm saying? Right. I think quality storytelling has gone down a lot, too. Um, oh, I'm sure. 
uh, granted, he was known for retellings of books and older movies, and but the man knew how to put his touch on it. I just don't see you don't see that creativity anymore, especially in the writing. Everybody tries to make this generic, in my opinion, cookie cutter plot. But you know, Christopher Lee, whatever he was given, he excelled at, and you knew you was in for something with Christopher Lee in the film. He's done some stinkers too. Um, oh, I'm sure everybody has. Yeah, he did the Howling too. It was a terrible movie, but every minute Christopher Lee is on camera, absolutely brilliant. Also, The Wicker Man. I love that movie. If you if you want ever want to talk want to look at that movie Midsummer, the new one, just watch The Wicker Man instead. Christopher Lee did it so much better. Now, granted, the movie ain't as pretty as Midsummer. But dang, Christopher Lee in The Wicker Man, the 1973 one, not the Nicolas Cage one. No, um, not the bees. Not the bees. And this has nothing to do with bees. It is <laughs> an absolute masterpiece. And he did it for free. That's what's like, up. He loved the store so much, he just did it for free. Yeah, like he respected the director so much that, you know, for them to have a little bit more budget for the, um, for the sets, he gave up his, he for, foregoed his paycheck. And man, that's just someone who loves what he does, loves the people he works with. I mean, hell, he did a bunch of bad movies just to keep people employed, apparently. Yeah, it is class act. And you never heard any allegations of him like beating up his wife or anything like that, cheating on her. Not that I know of. Hell, he might have. No. I don't think so. Just a stand up guy. Yeah, you don't. See that a lot, which back in the back in his day, though, they didn't have social media where everything you did was recorded. But true, like, I don't know, I just like you don't see no more people like Christopher Lee, that's for sure. No, I can't think of like a, a current horror film actor that just stands out and that's what he is, you know what I mean? Right, like, I can't think of a current actor that just you know what, that's the bad guy. I mean, most of the time when you think of strict horror actors, I mean, you got Peter Cushing, Christopher Lee, Vincent Price. Those names come to mind. Peter Lore is another one, too. But they all come to mind when you think of either classic horror or even just horror in general. I mean, you might have, like, some directors that come up, like John Carpenter, uh, even Tim Burton to an extent. Um, like there's a couple of directors, Jordan Peele, they come up like, you know, these guys are great hard writers, but as far as like strictly horror actors, you don't think you can't think of no names anymore. No, you really can't. And Peele, he, he's had some pretty good horror films and yeah, I haven't seen I, all of his, but I really want to, um, I can't remember I want, the last one he came out with, um, get out was really good. I, I didn't think Us lived up to Get Out, and his Twilight Zone offshoots did not live up to at least the seasons I've seen. But, like, that Get Out was really good. That was on point. Like, for modern horror, that was really good. Like, and I, I, I don't know, horror movies nowadays, I just don't expect much out of them. Jordan Peele surprised me with that one. Yeah, I hear that Hereditary is probably the best recent horror movie. I haven't seen all of it. 
It is. It's just such a, I don't know. It's just one of those. I love it. It's, it's kind of like the invisible man, the new modern take on the invisible man It's good. I mean, it's, to me, it's a lot better than invisible man, but you know, it's just so damn depressing. And a lot of points I'm just like, God, yeah, it's, I can't, I can't watch people suffer like this. And it's like, pretty damn brutal, dude. Like when he went up to his attic and saw his, I guess that was his mom or, Friend, I don't know, sawing her head off of that piano cord. Yeah, he saw. Bro, I fucking got chills down my back, and I stood up. You know, my little bitch ass. If I can't, (laughs) horror movies freak me out. I absolutely love them. Um, Hereditary was excellent and excellent, and I I had to stop at some points, not because it got scary, it was just because leading up to that final scene, like everything that family has to go through is so damn sad and depressing. Yes. It is just, you know, you're dealing with the death in the family, multiple deaths in the family and your art, your mind is already slipping. And then it's just one thing after another. And I'm like, it is just a hard watch. Like not because of the horror scenes, but I just don't like to see people suffer like that. Yeah, I mean, it really does mess with you. That movie is rough. Man, I remember when we watched The Exorcist the first time you showed it to us at your house. I did. We rented it from Blockbuster, if people who remember that. But I remember I talked this movie up so much to Kent and another mutual friend of ours. We talked it up so much. Through over half this movie, y'all are giving me shit. I was like, this is not scary. Well, you're of course damn, we were saying that. We were you're scared. a damn pussy. You're like, this no. is not scary. The last 35 minutes, y'all, I swear, there was not a word said in that room. Yeah, man, it fucking horrified me. Let me tell you what Nick did, though, and we didn't know about it. His ass hit a camera to record our reactions to it. And we didn't know about it. You remember that? Yes. <laughs> Damn it, dude. That's so funny. We're sitting there watch- after the movie's over. He's like, oh, man, wasn't that crazy? We're like, yeah. He's like, now let's watch your reactions. And I'm like, what? He's like, here's a camera. I'm like, oh, shit. I totally picked my nose in the middle of that. Damn it. I remember we watched that movie. It was still late at night. And we all piled up in my room after that movie. I think y'all both said, man, we gotta we gotta watch some cartoons or something. Like I can't go to bed with that. Like, bro, put in some rugrats go to Paris right now. I need to calm down. (laughs) (laughs) And another like quick horror story. What was that? That same but his name's Isaiah. I'm sure he won't mind us saying his name. But um we were staying at his house. And he has a two-story house, and he has, like, a really big attic or whatever. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I hated that thing. And Nick and Isaiah were going to sleep in his room, and I was going to sleep in his older brother's room. You know, because it's that damn 1 a.m. or 2 a.m. We just got done watching movies all night. I go lay down, and boom, boom, boom. The fuck is that? The system of mine. Boom, boom, boom. Oh, hell. And then I hear but no get up I go in there I'm like hey scoot over guys I gotta lay down in here with y'all sure enough Nick's like pussy pussy ill as shit cause it's so late and we're all tired as fuck <laughs> he goes in there 
Not even five minutes later, his ass comes walking back in, scoot over. <laughs> that room was creepy as hell, dude. Oh man, but like they like their attic door, like it was windy that day. And um, there was open air up there, and it like just slammed that attic door over and over again. And a good gust come by, boom, boom, and they didn't have a latch on it. Isn't <laughs> <laughs> that right? Ain't nothing worse after staying up all night watching horror movies, playing. I think we played a horror video game that night. Yeah, I'm just messing with this for sure. I'm trying to go to sleep. Boom, 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 boom. Uh, uh-uh. uh. Nope. That last, bro. that last boom boom was me shitting in my pants getting back in the room with the other guys. Man. But yeah, dude. Um, if you guys have, don't know a lot about Christopher Lee and you're looking to watch some older movies, The Wicker Man is an awesome place to start. Especially if you just want to like go back and see something really good. You know, something clap. You know, right. not some cookie cutter shit. You know what I'm saying? Some legit good old movie. Right. Like the if I had to recommend a handful of them, Wicker Man be number one. The Mummy from 1959. Horror of Dracula from 1958. And The Hound of Baskerville from 1958 as well. Definitely check those movies out if you want to get like a full scope of classic Christopher Lee. Yeah. Oh, and he was in uh, Sleepy Hollow. Oh, yeah. The Tim Burton remake? Yeah. I mean, damn, he's been in, what, how many movies? I think, shit, I don't want to say he was in 93 movies, but that's how old he was. <laughs> Let me see how many movies he's in real quick. 146. Holy crap. <laughs> damn, man. This guy's just a legend. If you, I mean, think about how I don't. I half-ass my job. I'll be honest with you. This guy's out here busting his ass, making all these cool, cool-ass movies and shit, and I'm over here can't even stay awake at my job. And this is after he killed Nazis. After this man killed Nazis, speaking five languages, bitch could fly a jet. He was a guy with a golden gun and 007. Yeah. I mean, dude, he's in Charlie and Chocolate Factory. Oh, yeah. We watched that one. Me and the family watched that one um, yesterday. I mean, he's just amazing. He narrated a lot of um, animation shorts as well. He was in, he did some Raking Bass um, stuff. And he did that, that one movie about the unicorn, The Last Unicorn. Oh, yeah, dude. That was a good 80s. Or was that 80s? Uh yeah, eighty two. Yeah, man, cartoons like serious cartoons back then were really cool. Oh, bro! Now it's just like this SpongeBob and stupid, you know. Yeah, the the art just looks art just don't hold up like nowadays. Like back then, art was amazing, hand drawn. Yeah, it took a lot more time. Now there's some good cartoons. Out there, like one of my favorite movies ever. It's not an American cartoon, but Princess Mononoke, man, that movie. Oh yeah, beautiful. we'll have to do an episode on that one. That that movie right there got me into like adult animation, anime, whatever you want to call it. Like that right there. 
That movie got me in it. Oh, for sure. Me too, man. Like, that was, like, the transition from, like, kid cartoons to, like, adult like, animation. You know what I'm saying? And didn't think anything could be like it. Nope. Well, I think well, this is a good place to stop, um, Christopher Lee. Um, we hope y'all enjoyed it. We hope y'all want to come and listen to us, to Southern guys talk about movies, actors, video yeah. games. Oh, we don't definitely talk about video games. Yeah, we'll tell you some more stories about how it's like to grow up in the South. Uh, <laughs> our dad's not understanding our, you know, interests in like science fiction and stuff like that. My dad still calls Pokemon Poketrons. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> I don't see how you get Pokétron from Pokemon, but whatever. Well, thank you guys for listening. Hey, everyone. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Doomer Production Podcast. We hope you enjoyed it, and we hope to see you back next time. Yeah, and be sure to follow us on our Facebook and Instagram, Doom Room Productions. We'll uh, be releasing our schedules for our upcoming podcast. And be sure to check out the cool pictures that Nick posts. We hope you enjoyed it. We'll see you next time. Later. Yeah.